Welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Limville. My name is Michael Connell. I'll be your host. Hey, William. Hey, Mr. Michael. How's it going, buddy? Doing wonderfully. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Having a lot, a lot of fun, as always. And, you know, just venturing, going on adventures, all kinds of fun things, buddy. Great. Let's talk about assisting ourselves. And what are the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves? The most powerful question you can ask yourself is, who am I? The second one would be, what am I? The third one would be, why do I do what I do? The next one is, what do I really enjoy? The next one is, how do I feel about anything and everything occurring within myself, around myself? Really bringing it home right through your heart of having your true experience no longer repetitive motions, no longer based in the repetitions of what you've seen, what you've experienced, and what others have told you, and really coming to terms within yourself. Who are you? What are you? How do you feel about, let's just say, not, I'll say the world or your personal world, more importantly? What do you personally agree with? What do you personally find to be operating by default? What is it that you find within yourself to be that driving force? Is it emotion? Is it adrenaline? Or is it you? Is it that cool, calm, collected flow of isness, divinitization, you as purity and innocence? you also as consciousness, without any filters, without any barriers, without anything affecting how you feel, no underlying secrets within yourself that have been created, taken in, and taken on via past experiences by being told who you are, being told what to like, being told what you feel, how you feel, how you should feel. Instead of really coming to terms within yourself and through yourself of what you do feel, instead of taking on all the conflicts of the mass collective consciousness from parents to siblings to relatives to identification with being male or female, do you even enjoy procreating? You're taught that you're supposed to, but how do you really feel about it? You're taught that you're supposed to like the flavor of chocolate, but, you know, have you ever really tasted it? You're taught all this stuff about your body, but your body's your body. How do you really feel about everything you've been told, everything that you've been taught? What are you feeling? How are you feeling within yourself about anything and everything? You're taught to be drawn to the opposite gender. 
But how do you feel? Are you really drawn to them? Or are you just following your father's father's mother's father or mother's mother's to just do what you're told to do, when you're told to do, what you're supposed to like, what you're not supposed to like? What is really the truth about yourself? And when someone starts that self-awareness process, asking themselves who I am, what I am, I can imagine for some, it would just be based on their identity of their behavior. And how would you assist them to move beyond the identity? By taking a nice, slow, deep breath. Acknowledging that you're not breathing. Acknowledging that the body is breathing. Then becoming more aware to a thought, regardless of what the thought is, being aware of it, without judging it to be positive, without judging it to be negative. Let's really just become aware of a thought. Now, let's become more aware of the mind. The mind that's been taught, that's been conditioned to filter that thought or to act or react with that thought. The mind's taught to act or react, then it affects the body, then it affects your life stream. So right now, let's just become aware of the mind. It's constantly scanning. That's constantly filtering. One thought feels different than another thought. Maybe it's a happy-go-lucky thought of being on a picnic with your beloved of the heart with three little children and puppy dogs and kitty cats. Great. Now let's take a breath for a moment. Is that something that you really enjoy? Or is that just, once again, taught conditioning of having a picnic with your beloved of your heart, three kids, and the animal kingdom? Is that a taught thing that you are supposed to enjoy? But how, without any resistance, how do you really feel about the mind having that thought? How do you really feel about your body responding, not responding to that thought? See, now we're separate from the mind and the body right now. We're in the body. We have a body. We have a mind, obviously. And the mind's a requirement for being in a body on a planet. Now, parts that are feeding the thoughts come from ego. So let's also be aware of the unrest of the ego. Playing this out, playing that out, trying to project a thought to see if you're going to catch it like a fiery cannonball. Or if you're going to say, eh, be gone. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. And to where we get back to, you have a mind and you have a body. But what are you inside that body? What are you? Who are you? Beyond the mind. And this is where we come back to feeling. 
But right now, just feeling you as the presence in which you are, feeling you of the unlimited state of consciousness in which you are. Does that better clarify that, Mr. Michael? Yes, it does, William. And when we're feeling quite anxious, uh, we notice we're feeling out of sorts. What questions or actions can we take to assist ourselves to connect back to our true self? When you're feeling anxious, or not you, but the body, from all the filtration of all the stimulation occurring outside of yourself, Let's take a breath. Once again, let's acknowledge that you don't feel anxious. The body does. Now let's ask ourselves a simple question. Where am I perceiving? And where is the body perceiving? Where is the mind perceiving? Some form of danger. Even what is danger? Where is the body feeling threatened? Where is the mind perceiving that it's being threatened? Because anxiety is an interesting one, Michael. It's like you're filtering this, you're filtering that, and on and on and on. It's like all of the exponential world is closing in, closing in, closing in, closing in, closing in, closing in around you. And it's that siren that goes off called anxiety because you're perceiving yourself to be threatened. The body is responding to the mind and where the mind is connecting with the ego and the ego feeling, perceiving itself to be threatened. Isn't it interesting, Michael? You're eternal. What could possibly ever threaten you? Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. And in all realms of reality, all realms of the physicality, all of that, ego included, all of that can be threatened. But not you. You're not threatenable. And the ego acts out in survival as if. There's literally something that could be taken away. And when we're asking ourselves, uh, we're making decisions, might be decisions about what we do to make income. Let's just use that as an example. What questions could we ask ourselves when we're looking at what we would love to do? Like, like how so, Michael? Well, some people might, it might be for this job or that job or this profession or that profession. They might be doing something and they're not totally fulfilled. And what questions can they be asking themselves to move beyond that? Right now, let's sit back in your chair. Let's take another nice, slow, deep breath in through the nose, down through below your navel. Let's just hold. And now, let's just exhale through the mouth as slow as you can. 
And let's acknowledge right here, right now, that everything is okay right now. You have more than enough. Right now, when you look through the room, how blessed we are to even have a room. But right now, let's just acknowledge how everything literally is taken care of. We put all the bills in the drawer. We get around to it. But right now, let's just take a breath. <sighs> right here in the relevance of the now, let's just acknowledge how everything is really okay. Let's also acknowledge how blessed we are. We have more than enough. Our body is still breathing. Now breathing better than ever. Let's acknowledge that there is no issue right here, right now. Let's acknowledge how all is well in everywhere of our life right now. The mind may want something more stimulating. The ego may want something more stimulating. Right now, it's just all of us take a breath. As we take a breath, let's just acknowledge how perfect everything is as of right this second. Now, let's look at jobs, work. How much are we enjoying the beautiful dear brothers around you? How much are we able to connect with the beautiful dear ones around you? How much are we really able to transcend any and all of the lower level me, 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 I think I should have must, blah, blah, blah. We would just really be right here, right now. And with us now, welcome back all of our power, all of our energy, all of your soul fragmentations. Right back to yourself, right here, right now. Now, let's welcome forth your entourage, your angelic, your archangelic, and ascended host rooms all around you. Even your runners. Let's just put forth a question right now. Simple question. I want to know what I want. I want to feel more and more fulfilled. I want to know what I want. So as we're putting this forward right now, you know, I want so many dear ones wake up and how blessed it is, what a miracle it is, but then it's on. But then, it's like all these beautiful dear ones, in one way, shape, or another, they decide that now they want to become a facilitator, or they want to become an energy worker, they want to become a motivational speaker, or whatever it may be. But could you imagine, Michael, if everyone woke up, everyone switched tracks to become a facilitator, energy worker, light worker, on and on and on. Who would pick up the trash on the street once a week? Who would work at Starbucks? Who would be at the top of Citibank Corporation? Who would be creating Apple computers? Who would be creating automotive vehicles? So this is where we come back to ourselves once again. 
within ourselves, looking around ourselves right now. Somebody teach you to look inside on and on, and there's a time and a place. Right now, I really want you to look outside of yourself at all of the stuff going on all around you. Looking at your beautiful home, whether it be a house, whether it be an apartment, whether it be a condo, whether it be a townhouse, whether it be a cardboard shack. Right now, or a she shed, or a he shed, let's just look right here. I really want you to feel within yourself. I want you to see it, and I want you to feel that sense of gratitude. All the way from the ones that created the steel, to the iron, to the screws, to the nuts, to the bolts, to the wood, to the glass, the windows, to the electrical outlets, the electrical lines, on and on and on. All these ones that came together to create that just for your personal enjoyment. And this is where, you know, we start really opening up. We start looking through everything that's playing out around you. And wouldn't it be a bummer if we hop in the vehicle and our new profession is going to be creating carburetors? I would say, yeah, thank you, but no, thank you. are not feeling it. But how blessed I am that someone else loves to do that. Once again, for my own personal enjoyment and simplicity. Thank you for that, William. And is there something else you'd like to add about wonderful questions that we can ask ourselves to assist ourselves in being more fulfilled? The best fulfillment, and this is the quickest way to go into something you do love, is by feeling content where you're at. Ah. Many push, prod, try to force the issue. And they try to quit this, to start that, start that, quit that, start that over there. But it's unfortunate how many are just spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels. Rather than taking a breath, ah, being okay once again with what is, and then family, higher levels, prayer levels, show me more. I want to know what makes my heart open and vibrantly feel bliss. I want to know what I enjoy. I want to know what would have my heart be fully, completely wide open in every single situation and scenario. It reminds me, when I was in vocational rehabilitation and they said, okay, Will, you, it's time for you to get a nine to five. Great, all right. Now, was it my first yearning to work at Target? Well, it wasn't my first lifelong motivation, but there it was. So I went in, put in my application, I got hired in the hypothetical graveyard shift from like 11 or 12 p.m. or p.m. and a.m. to 8 in the morning. It's like, all right, great. Well, this right here is what's presenting. And sure enough, I was there at a quarter till, got right into it, put on my little red vest, and all right, let's start unloading boxes. Let's start cutting up boxes. Let's start loading up the shelves. So this is what I mean, Michael. And I had right in my hand a wonderful, wonderful hot coffee with espresso and an adjunct, which with 
vanilla syrup. I'm sorry, way back when it was Irish cream syrup from Starbucks. And it's like, okay, this is what is being laid right in front of me. So it's my point is that everything serves a purpose. We don't got to sit back here and mastermind or have a mind melt or Vulcan mind melt to try to figure out what my next step is. It will find you. And talking about um, not getting wound up in what am I going to do next? You had shared how about loving and, and being where you're at and having a blast with all that you're doing. Uh, are there uniquely certain things that we uniquely are brought into this world that we do love? Maybe that would be different than someone else. I would say when the karmic lattice work was in place, I would say, Michael, absolutely. Now, it kind of it comes to loving all that is. Not one certain focal point, not one certain direction over here, over there, no certain mission statement, blah, blah, blah. Because that's where you start to polarize yourself. Now, what if I said, Michael, way back when, when you were into accounting and all this other stuff, and I said, Michael, you know, you and I are going to come together one day. We're going to open up the hearts of the many, and we're going to do the relevance of now podcast and on and on. Besides you sticking your little poodle on me, <laughs> you, you would have laughed me out of the building. Right. But you weren't polarized from it. But once you started releasing the identities, you arose and arose vibratorily, all the way through the ascension status work, ascending and ascending in vibrational frequencies in megahertz of light that opened you, the rest of yourself, heart included. You know, unfortunately, you ran through a lot of stuff to get there, but regardless, you got there. And now, wow, isn't this amazing? Absolutely. But didn't it also take care of itself? Yes, it has. It most definitely has in a way that never could have been planned nor continues to be planned. Exactly. You're letting it happen in real time, but yet out of time. I'll never forget the day when you and I believe Jennifer was at the house. We just got done with the extravaganza. And we were letting the old staff go. And I looked over at you, Mike, said, Mike, do you want a job? Do you want their job or a job or whatever? Yeah. Remember how none of this was planned, not even the letting go of them. Although we were put in a position we had no other option. But then looking up, hey, there's Michael. Would you love a job, Michael? And that was like, isn't that kind of like everything taking care of itself? Not about a William, not about a Michael, but about divine order. Right. Yes. Thank you, William. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Please click subscribe. Join us next time. And namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Michael. Michael.